Right, everyone, welcome back to the ME7 podcast. Um, sure, you all want to be listening to this uh, tonight as much as we want to be doing it. But um, apart from the course of being a football fan, when you got to, you got to be doing it when you're going when you're doing well, and you got to be doing it when it's not going so well. Um, yeah, three defeats in a row in all competitions for Jules following uh, last Saturday's debacle against Colchester. Then the narrow cup defeat to Luton in the week, followed up by what by all accounts, and I'm going to bring it on to some other people in a minute who have more knowledge about today than I do, having just watched parts of the game um, on a very legal stream. Um, Gillingham lose 2-0 uh, to Grimsby Town this afternoon. Both goals come in in the first half. Very inept attacking performance from the Jills. Little to no threat. An all too familiar story, per se, from what we've seen over the past year or so. And, you know, the first four games or so, we were all questioning what's going to happen when we you know, when we concede the first goal and um, unfortunately in the case of the first two league games since then where we have conceded the goal first in the Colchester game and today we've seemed to have no proper response, which not sure about anyone else, but I see that as a very, very big concern, uh, a concern that I've had for about the best part of a year and even more so considering the players that we have who are a lot better than the ones we had last year who should be able to with the right tutelage and the right, well, with the shackles being off, etc., and things like that, should be able to go and make a difference when they are a goal behind. But we're unfortunately yet to see it at that at this moment in time. Um, one of us, um, one of us at the podcast did go to the game today. I was offered uh, to go, but uh, due to other commitments, I couldn't quite make it. But um, yeah, it's not so much a decision I'm regretting now. Um, James, however, my co-host, of course, always on the show. Did manage to uh, make the trip to uh, Grimsby today, and I'm sure it's going to go down as one of the most unwise decisions of the year so far, from your point of view. <laughs> yeah, good evening, everyone. Um, still on the way back. I think, yeah, I think you're probably right. It's uh, it one of is one of the most unwise decisions I've made, um, certainly this season, to be honest. But look, I suppose you can never guarantee a win, but I suppose we'll get we'll get onto it in a bit, but it's um yeah I'm, we're not a happy fan base this evening. It's yeah it was a it was a display to, to forget. I think it's fair to say. So James, when when the team sheet came out, I think there was a lot of um, players involved that a lot of people were clamouring for to be involved. Uh, Jaden Clark obviously started. We went with the two wide players with him and Conor Mahoney, and then Nichols and. That is up front. It was compared to you know the vast majority of our lineup so far this season. It did seem to be one that had a lot of attacking intent in it. I saw the team released at two o'clock with um, those particular names in it, and I thought, okay, it looks like we're going to be going for it today. Looks like we're going to try and get on the front foot. And um, well, yeah, in terms of the attacking presence throughout the whole game, we'll, we'll get onto the first half in general first. But when you first saw that lineup, I'm sure you would have been thinking the same. You would have had better expectations, seeing that we had a more on paper attacking lineup, but. For one reason or another, it just didn't seem to materialise on the pitch today, did it? Oh, absolutely. I've, yeah, you've got, you've got it spot on. I was, um, I was delighted when the, the lineup come out. It was exactly, it was exactly like the lineup that I was hoping for. I, I'd, have, I'd have probably brought Masterson into the team, at, um, other than other than Aimer, but other than that, really, the team was, the team was spot on. But then what? what the team said on paper to what the team then looked like in front of us was was chalk and cheese. Um, it looked like on paper it was going to be a 4 2 one It was going to be fluid. We were going to be able to play through the thirds. 
it looked like the Ding and Williams would hold with just behind Nichols, who would then play in the 10 just off Nadison. And had we gone down that route of a 4 2 3 1, I'd have, think we'd, I'd have thought we got more joy out of it, but we didn't. We went for a flat 4 4 2, and with Sean, Sean Williams and, and Tim Ding in, in a midfield two, you're asking for trouble and that's exactly what happened within the first um, yeah I guess first first 20 minutes um, they were, Grinsby were on the front foot straight away and we could see straight away that the two in midfield of Ding and Williams was just not going to work it, it applied pressure on our on our back four straight away um, and it was yeah it, it was a, it was a line up with such hope and expectation that within the first 20 minutes fell simply flat on its backside um, and yeah, I'm sure we'll get onto the first half. Yeah, we would indeed. Um, weirdly enough, it did seem as though, as I said, from the from the attacking line that we put out, it looked like it was an ambitious move going forward. But I was, you know, watching the first. I think I lasted about an hour in the end of the game because I sort of just had the um, annoying acceptance that you know nothing was going to come from it in the end, and that's it turned out. And uh, yeah, Grimsby were were very much on the front foot in the, the opening period. Also, there was a lot of the ball in in our own half. They had a few shots that went off target, and then obviously it was a case of we just couldn't really seem to get out or create anything going forward. Not that we really, you know, have been known for that so far this season, anyway. But um, yeah, there's been a lot of talk, James, about the uh, about the first goal, about where the blame lies. I've seen it back. It seems as though it is Max Aimer who who is um, tracking the man, and he gets in front of him, gets his header towards the back post, and Max. It, it, I always, I always be trying to think about what I say about Max because there are a lot of times where I think he gets a lot of stick where he doesn't necessarily deserve it. And I think there's a lot of times where he's easily seen as a scapegoat, but then he is also that sort of player where even if he's in good form, he does have those lapses of concentration in him. We've seen it time and time again. He does have that in his locker, unfortunately, and it is seemingly a goal that was coming. And then obviously it's a very, very soft goal to allow what was more or less a free header by the time the player ran that far away off Max. It was a nice header to divert into the opposite corner, but it's, it was a very, very soft goal, wasn't it? Yeah, no, you're spot on about about Max. I think I think at times, yeah, he is, he is treated as a scapegoat by the Jills fans. And and don't get me wrong, bar, bar, the, bar the last two games of Colchester and, and, and this afternoon, I think Max has been... Max has, has deservedly been in the team um, along, along, alongside Chad Ogie. He's, he's, he's kept Connor Masterson out the side. Well, you, you can argue that he's kept Masterson outside or Chad Ogie's kept Masterson outside. You can you can argue for the both of them. But yeah, that, that's, that, that's what's happened. But for me, yeah, the goal, the goal solely lies, the, the, the first goal solely lies with Max Murray. He, the, the the runner he, he doesn't even track him um, and he runs straight across Max Aimer's eye line and heads it heads it in the corner um, and Max is looking around for someone to blame and the only person to blame was himself for it um, you don't like and you don't like digging out individuals but when you can see people from set pieces more often than not you're looking at individuals that have lost their man for the goals to be conceded and unfortunately for the first goal it was Max's fault. Yeah, Jack, interestingly, we'll bring you in now. It's actually your, your debut on the show. We've been trying to get you on for some discussions here and there, but 
bit usually busy um, putting the kids to bed or something like that, or whatever, on a Saturday, which is completely understandable. Uh, not at that point yet in my life, but um, we'll get there at some point, I'm sure. Um, I listened um, to, uh, I've nearly got all the way through it, it came out last night, but I've made about 15 minutes or so into um, your Jewels in the Pilot episode with uh, Reese and Matt, and I, I remember the topic of Max Namer did uh, did come up during that discussion. Um, do you think at this point, with, you know, I, I do feel asked pointing him out, Max, but it is his, his error today, and I think Harris has made a point throughout the season of saying, talking about the competition in the squad, he said it's that high that when one player makes an error, or well, they don't have as good a game as they should, then they're going to be out, and if he is sticking to that, I think it is time, maybe. I think we all know, despite the form Shad and Max have been in with it, we all are fairly agree that Conor Marston is our best and the half, and I think it's probably good a time as any if, if uh, Harris is sticking to his word about mistakes and having to be taken out, then it does look as though, especially because he came in at half-time as well, that Connor really does probably need to come into the side now, do you think? Yeah, I'd agree so, mate. Like, I, I think he's probably our best centre-back. I, I'd say Shad's probably our... Well, they're probably our best two centre-backs, personally. So, yes, I would start him. Connor, like, quite I, here, Jack. Uh, are you still there, James? I'm here, mate. Can you hear me? Yeah, Did you uh, hear the question I put to Jack? Yeah, uh, yeah, I can hear, I can hear Jack as well. I can hear Jack speak. Oh, I can't. Sorry. Yeah, Jack, let me just quickly uh, remove you, you, me, put you uh, put you back in. Uh, in the meantime, James, I'll let you take that question and I'll put it again to uh, Jack while I quickly try and sort that out. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I, I I agree. I think to be honest with you, um, the the centre half pairing should have should have been swapped from last week. Um, I think. Max and Max and Shad. Uh, I, I suppose you can you could say they were they were slightly at fault for the for the goals from last week, but it was a whole team performance from last week. It, it wasn't just them two. It was a whole team performance that weren't good enough last week. Um, but when you concede in three goals at home, you then tend to look at the defence and three out of the back four remain today, which was I looked at it and I thought. Well, that's a bit baffling. How can you concede three got three goals at home and still keep the majority of the back four? I, I, I didn't understand it. Connor Masterson was our best player um, in the second half of last season by a shadow of a doubt. And he must be thinking, how on earth am I not starting in this Jill team now? Um after, to be honest, we should have changed after half an hour. I don't know why it was left to half time, but there must be a reason. Um, Masterson has to 110% start next week. It is, it's not even a, it's not even a discussion. He needs to be in that team next weekend against Harrogate home because I'm, I'm, I'm not being funny. Colin Masterson is this be- is the best defender at this football club. I completely understood why Max and Shad kept their places because at the end of the day, when you win, when you're winning games on a row and you're keeping clean sheets, why would you change the team? But Masterson had to start today. He didn't. He has to start next week now. Hundred percent. Yeah, Jack, if you want to request to join rather than me. Um... Request you, I think that might be the, the issue we can get around that. Uh, while we just wait for that, James Cleal joins us. Obviously, he was on the show. Uh, on a look back live uh, past uh, Sunday, we spoke about the uh, the season so far and how disappointing, um, obviously, the result against Colchester was. Um, 
last week. Um, it's back to back league defeats now, James. Um, I don't know if you've seen the goals back or whether you you watched the game back, but um, yeah, what's your what's your general view at the minute on this Saturday afternoon after a disappointing away performance? Uh, hi guys, can you hear me? Okay, yep, can hear. You. Awesome. Yep. Um, yeah, I um, I listened to it on the radio and then I caught up with the goals later on um, online. Ugh, just more of the same, really, wasn't it? To be honest, from just a continuation of the Colchester game, um, a complete inability to create anything, which is frankly ridiculous when you look at the fact that you know we we created so much against Luton and looked so dangerous, and then we just sounded and looked toothless today. To be honest, um, Jaden Clark came in. I don't know if he just didn't get the service or what, but he didn't seem to be in the game. I, I barely heard his name mentioned on the radio. Same on the other flank, Mahoney. So we've got two wingers who are playing and we're not feeding either of them, apparently. Um, Nadison and Nichols obviously did what they could. Nichols obviously had to come off. Um, Bond, when he came on, barely heard his name. Um, just very, very disappointing, I think, really. Yeah, very disappointing indeed. Jack, um, can we hear you now? Can you hear me, yeah, boys? That's better. That's better. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I don't know if you could you were you were able to hear the question I asked you before regarding Aimer. Yeah, well, he's an easy scapegoat, Aimer, but he played poor today, mate. And uh, I would have started Masterson personally today, but it's easy to say it in hindsight. But you know, he was at fault for the first goal, so I can't say much more than that. Really, so I, I find it difficult to scapegoat people, but he, he, he makes it easy for us to. to to single him out really don't doesn't he at times bless him so I, I just thought today was we were we were pretty poor you know I, I've, I can't recall a game where we've created so little and even at times during the second half I, I don't mind us being tuned down but they just didn't look like they give like that they cared really like no one really busted a gut to get it to any ball it was just really really poor like if you look at the Southampton game and and say how good that was because it was amazing. We were that was one of the best performances I've ever seen from a Gillingham team. And you compare it with today. I know I know people will say Premier League team, League Two team, it's different different opponents. But you know I, I don't see how we can play so well against Southampton. And today was was up there with one of the worst performances I've seen from a Gillingham team. It it was really bad, mate. I, I can't I can't sugarcoat it. Yeah, it certainly seems to be the, the consensus. And we'll get on to just the second goal and then we'll move on to the wider problem, which is, you know, as you can tell by the title of um, the podcast, Attack, 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 is why well, we're not really doing that. And um, But yeah, the James, the second goal is, you know, we talked about the mistake from um, Max Shad, unfortunately, for as good as he's been so far this season, seems to have been caught sleeping a little bit, gets caught on the ball. It's quite um, reminiscent in the way to, that we scored the goal with Sutton with their, their fullback on the touchline just taking a bit too long getting caught on the ball and us capitalising on it sort of happened in reverse to today Shad just took a bit too long and then they get the overload in the middle of the box one ball over there's no one able to get there and it's a finished pass turner and you know it's, it's another goal where you know I watched it and I just thought it's, it's so avoidable it's a goal out of nothing and you know, when we go 2-0 down, you know, well, never mind that, when we go 1-0 down at this moment in time for the past year or so, it's more often than not a good signifier that the game's basically over at that point, unfortunately, isn't it? And it's even more frustrating when you give a goal away that is just as soft as that was. Yeah, really frustrating. Really, really frustrating. I mean, 
I suppose if you want to, if you want to nitpick it, it, it's a foul in the build-up on 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 Scott Malone. I think it's on Scott Malone. Um, it gets shoved over, so it should have been a free kick to us. But then we've got ample opportunity from there on in to just just clear our lines and get rid of it. Shad, I get, I get. He's trying to be confident. He's trying to play out and and get us out rather than just lump it up the pitch, which we which is what we did for the majority of the afternoon. But no one says a word to him. And, and he just doesn't even look over his shoulder and he gets the, the ball nicked off him. And, and I suppose maybe that's where our, 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 confident, our confidence lies at the moment, is that in, in, the, earlier, in the earlier games we were seeing, we, we were seeing Shad, Shad and, and the defence in the midfield linking up and, and moving the ball around and, and, and being confident in it. And, and now we're, yeah, defensively we're looking, we're, we're, all of a sudden we're looking shaky and it was a, it was a terrible goal to concede, and to be honest with you, as soon as it hit the back of the net, you knew it was game over. You it, you knew you knew we weren't getting back into it, and and it's a sorry, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a sorry and a bit of a concern, isn't it? That at two 0 down at twenty eight minutes, you're looking, you're sitting down in the away and thinking there is no way in chance are we getting back into this, and it replicated that on the field. You could you could tell the players' body language, the players' body language told us all you needed to know that they even knew that they weren't getting weren't getting back into it as soon as it hit hit the back of the net and that is that is that is a, a, a huge concern at the moment uh, James uh, obviously we gave um, Shad our player of the month and I think you can't really take away from what he's done so far this month but I suppose it's one of those moments from his point of view where he's in the, he's in the very early stages of his career as a young player he'll, he'll learn from that mistake and He'll get better. I don't have any doubts about that. You know, he's you can't remember as good as he is. He is only, I think, twenty one at this point. So he's he might even be twenty two now. Actually, I think it's his birthday the other day. But regardless, he's still a very, very young player, and he's been one of the most impressive so far this season. So I think we can all cut him a bit of slack. It's you know, it's a mistake, but it's hopefully something he'll he'll learn from. But I think the the main issue that I've you know noticed so far in the past week or so, and Jack, I want your views on this as well. If you can chime in uh, just in a second as well, when. Because we started the season so well, we got those four back-to-back one-nil wins, the win against Southampton, and the issue was we we couldn't score many goals, but we looked so so solid in the back. And you know, over the past week now, that's eight goals conceded in three games. Okay, you can say one of them's against Luton Town, who obviously a Premier League team, but that's fine, of course. But Colchester and, and Grimsby, we've we've looked very very susceptible at the back, and suddenly that very tight frame we've had at the back sort of not evaporated but it's certainly become a lot more easy to yeah. unlock than uh, it, you know it what, was though, in any of the games prior Go on. I think for me though mate right. I, I'm not I'm not so I don't mind us conceding goals that you know every team's going to do it I think my issue is probably more how we're attacking teams like I, I just with the way we set up we're not an attacking team and I don't really get it really Harris was a striker I don't, I don't get why we're so defensive under him. It, I'll never quite get it, really. He's, he's trying to play like Pulis, and I do get it. Um, but at the moment, like a, a fellow who's in the car with me, Darren, he said we're playing like like a Taylor team. You know, like we're just a bit blunt, you know, at times with him. And uh, if, if, as I've said, if we go a goal down, we find it very, very difficult to come back from it. And and, and the facts back that up at the moment. And I just, I, I would like to him to play with a handbrake off. If he could, really. And uh, I, I don't see what's stopping us from playing like we did against Frampton. I said it earlier. I just don't, I just, 
I just don't get why we can't replicate that in games like today. I know, I know it's a, I know it's a, uh, you know, a different type of of game, but for for me, we, we just did, we just didn't play well enough today, mate. It's a simple fact, really. I absolutely agree with Jack. I, I think we've, you know, we, defenders are going to make mistakes. Um, Shad's a young guy, um, but even you know, even the old hands are going to make mistakes. Um, it it happens, and at this level particularly. It's going to happen, you know, probably week in, week out. The, I think the difficulty we, we have is, I don't know if it's if it's something that was, which is playing on the defenders' minds, but our toothlessness in front of goal means that if we concede, we are likely going to lose the game at the moment. And that is, for a defender, that's got to put extra pressure on you because you're thinking, oh, crikey, if I, make, if I do make a mistake here, I'm likely going to cost us, you know, the, the game because we're probably not going to score a goal. Kieran, are you with us? Oh, hello, can you hear me? Can I hear you, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, my question, well, my statement is the same as Jack's, to be fair. I just don't understand when it's attacking team. Same with Southgate, really. I know we ain't got the same sort of players, but we've got an attacking team. I just don't understand, like Crawley, we went 1-0 up, and from the second half, we just sat back the whole time. Same as today, I just don't get why we set up before even kickoff. We're just sitting back, let them attack in. Grimsby are not a good side, let's be honest. You look at the fixtures and we should be beating Greensby. We've got Harrogate Saturday and we should be, even before the ball's kicked, we should be winning that game. I just want to get other people's thoughts on that as well. That The players we've got on paper before even the ball's kicked, you should be looking at that fixture saying that's three points. I don't know what other people think about that. Well, I did a, um, I did a thread of it after the game and um, I basically said that the most frustrating thing for me is that we don't go for it enough in games. And I've always said that you know, if we went into a game of more attacking mindset, we went there to try and get goals and to put the opponent under pressure and put our stake out there as soon as possible and not just be, you know, one of those where if we nick a goal, we'll try and keep it. I've always said that, yeah, in the long run, we might concede more goals by doing it, but I think we'll equally score more goals and then win more games. And I think it's as good as it was, and obviously everyone was happy that we won the first goal, four games, one there. It's very rare that you can keep that sort of form going forever and, you know, as much as it would be nice to do, we weren't going to do that. But I've always just, I look at the squad and I think last year, I think you can look at how many goals we scored and be frustrated, but then also have the point of view of, well, we didn't have particularly good players in those positions. So I think it's not, not fair as such. I think even those players who were there still should have scored more goals than they did. But still, I don't think you have the excuse of that this year because I think you've got quality in all the attacking areas that you need and, I think it's it's up to them and, and up to the manager to to get them far in, and that's what they need to be doing really because it's you know there's too much quality in that team in my opinion in the in the final third to, to not score more goals than they are. I I I mean to be honest, mate. I just I just don't, I completely agree with Kieran. Like I just don't get how we can have such attacking talent in that squad obviously when everyone's fit we've take yeah look, look at look at where we've got everyone fit we've got Dom Jeffries George Latchley Johnny Williams uh, Tom Nichols Ollie Hawkins McCauley Bond Ashton Addison Johnny Williams like we can just keep going the amount of uh, Jaden Clark the amount the, the amount of attacking talent Harris has got at his disposal and, and, and you and, and others know that I'm a, I'm a massive Harris advocate and and everything else, but currently with with the 
attacking intent that we're showing as a side, you just you you can't defend it. That is that is the problem with it. And it's the, it's the fact of we just we do not even look like we're going to score, and that is that is the problem with it. The last two weeks we don't even look like we are gonna we are gonna score. Of course, don't get me wrong. The, the the side needs huge, huge, huge credit for for winning the first four games. Obviously, we, we've been brilliant in the cup. Like that, no one can take it away from that. We are just evaluating what we're seeing in the past two weeks, and 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 the part the past couple of weeks has just been nothing short of diabolical, really, because it, we just we we don't look we're self imploding when we're when when we're conceding, we're we're just we're throwing the towel in before the game's even even finished, and that is a that is a huge concern. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong, we've we've got another six six seven eight games before we can really really judge this Gillingham side because no no team or no management needs to be fully fully judged fairly until they're 12, 13, 14 games in in, in my opinion. But for me, the last two weeks has got to be really really evaluated by the coaching staff and the players of this is this is not good enough and, and and this has got to be sorted now and nipped in the bud before it gets out of control because football can change as, as quick as it has done uh, four weeks ago we were we were the best things since sliced bread in the league now we're not fans are concerned football changes quickly we could win the next two home games and everything's rosy again but I think there has got to be a, a serious evaluation from from the coaching staff and the players from the last two performances because it's just simply not been good enough. Jack, I think that the thing that irritates me the most in terms of the goal scoring front is you mentioned earlier the the cup games and so did James. It's I, I get the premise of the cup games and playing a different way because obviously the pressure's off. No one expects us to beat Southampton just the same as no one thought we'd take. You know, Brentford's penalties last year, but seeing how we played against Southampton with like no fear full-on bravery, playing the way we wanted to, taking risks that we wouldn't make in league games. It does make me wonder why we can't transition that or why we don't try to transition that as much into league games because that game was a clear signifier that we're capable of being on the front foot, we're capable of creating chances and we're capable of scoring goals. We've just seemed to be in a league. It's a much different way of going forward. I know obviously points are at stake and you do whatever you can to get them, but surely when if you're Neil Harris you see the performance your team put on against a just gone uh, Premier League side and are now Premier League side where we just narrowly missed out. You'd think all these players have clearly got something about them and they can do it. So let's transition that onto the league form and we'll be a real, real threat. But for some reason, although we have been winning games by the one-goal margin, it just doesn't seem like we have that attacking impetus in the league games that we've clearly showed that we can put into the cup games. No, I agree, mate. And to be fair, you know... We've been brilliant since January. You can't argue with facts, mate. I said it last night. You can't argue with facts. But that his entire reign has been built on a solid defence and, and you know, nicking a goal here and there. And, and that, that, that works for Pulis in 95, 96. I'm not knocking it. But when we go behind in games like today or, or, or last week, we don't really have an answer. And, and that is probably his biggest flaw, to be fair. You know, he's a likeable guy. You know, we've done well since January. But throughout his entire reign, we've not been a team that's that's scored lots of goals, and and we're never going to be that sort of team. I don't think under him. 
but we need to find a way like today where where we go behind to actually come back into games and and I don't feel like today we even tried to come back, in, back into that like we we played very poorly like there was there was no there was no attacking impetus there was, we didn't play well there's no there's no denying it mate really I I, I, don't, I don't want to be overly critical of them really but they they were very very poor today and and we we need to get on the on the front foot more in games for me, especially at home. I can understand it away a bit more, but the moment we we went two 0 down, I, I never felt like we were ever going to get back into that game today. I don't know about you lads, but I I, it, I was resigned to the fact we'd lost it already. Like fact tells us that we're not going to get back into it based on stats, and we never remotely we didn't even look like we was going to have a shot, let alone a goal. To be honest, that, that's how I felt. I don't know about you lads. You didn't have a shot, didn't we? Yeah, no, no, you're spot on. You're spot on, Jack. We, we, we were sitting in the way and together, weren't we? And, and 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 we both said to each other, "This is this is game over." And it, and it was and it was game over on 30 minutes. Um, and and yeah, you, I, I think Jack is spot on, Owen. I think I think that is that is the one thing that it it, 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 it irritates me that we just we just don't even look, once we concede. We all seem to have a mindset as a fan base and players. It seems that we're just not going to get back into a football match. That is that is a huge issue. But what one one point I do want to make, and I'm sure you're going to get onto it, Owen. The fact that the away end after today, I heard some fans calling for Neil Harris's head, and and I've seen it on the Facebook forum tonight, and a few on Twitter and whatever else, is quite frankly ludicrous. We've played seven games. Seven, I think it's six games, seven, seven games, eight games in all competitions, something like that. To want the manager out after seven, eight games at the start of the season is absolutely just damn right stupid. It's it's, it's not going to happen, and it and it won't happen, and it and it, and it shouldn't happen. Um, statistically, like Jack said, we've been fantastic since January. Um, we we were the second best team in the league. Last second half of last season, we're third in the league at the moment. I know it seems like tonight we're being super negative about the team, but that, that they, the, the team the team deserved the negative the, the negativity tonight on that performance as a sole uh, sole performance. But if you look at the bigger picture and as a whole, it's a long, long way until you start judging this team as a bigger picture and the management staff because. I've seen some some fans tonight just saying about Harris, and I can't believe it. <laughs> no, I think it's uh, you know with, with Neil. I think he says judge him after twelve games. I'm going to keep him accountable for that. Uh, I've had, we've had a comment in tonight saying that the twelve game thing is is a uh, rubbish. He's had years and he's never been good enough to, to that. I would say you know you've got to take into consideration that the environment he walked into when he first took the job and the troubles of having the next to no budget last summer and then obviously the season we had up until the January and then on the other flip side of that you can say from January onwards he proved that it was the right the right um right way to, to go by keeping Neil and, you know, statistically we're the best team points wise since January in the league. So I think, you know, it's I think I think Reese actually listening probably put it well last night when he said if he's the worst he he, he can't imagine how crap the other ones are and uh I think that is that is the key point, Jack. I think it, it you know, it does just because of that that uh, start he had and how good we've been in the whole year. I think there's also a point we have to say, well, you know, we can't hang on to that forever because if things do get 
worse and worse. And I don't think I'm not panicking, I don't think anyone is. We're we're more slightly concerned and frustrated than we are, you know, in meltdown mode or anything like that, because we are still third. We are in a very good position. I'm sure if you'd offered anyone third at the start of September, everyone would have said yes, please. So you've got to take that into account. But um yeah, I think I think the idea of Jack of people, you know, saying Harris out at this point when we are where we are is probably probably a little bit of just very quick emotion after the defeat more than anything else, isn't it? Yeah, I'd agree so, mate. No, I'm not necessarily his biggest fan. No, I never have been. Um, but it, we're so early in the season, you can't really do it. I, I did make the point to, to Reese and Matt earlier that, you know, it, if this was Allen or Pulis in their first seasons and we lost these two games, they'd have a bit more le- they'd have a bit more leeway. Whereas I think with 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 Harris, he's been in the job eighteen months, and we're kind of seeing traits of of team performances that have been there all along. So I think that's where he falls down a little bit. You know, he can't, he hasn't got the chips in the bank uh, with some fans, but equally, you know, like you said, we, we've done well since January. So, like, I, I think it's very very silly to be calling for his head at the moment. Uh, it, it is ludicrous. It's ludicrous. We're we're five games in, aren't we, in the league or four? Uh, yes, five or six games in. It, it's ludicrous, but we need to be play better than today, mate. That's the simple fact, really. Like you, you, we we can't continue that throughout the season. If we play like that throughout the season, we're not going to get promoted. That's probably as simple as that. Yeah, James. It obviously, does need a a change in the in the final third. I'm just going to bring back to to what uh, Jack said earlier about. Not feeling like we're going to get back into the game. We go two and down. I must, I must admit, um, last week and this week, obviously last week went a lot worse in terms of the overall scoreline. But I did think to myself, okay, last year, obviously in this scenario, I'd give us no chance because not just because of the style of we play sometimes, but also because the players we had at the top were quite frankly awful. But I looked at it this time and I thought, well, you know, we've gone behind, but we do have a lot better options than we do um, did have last time, and. Um, yeah, that gave me ambition, but thankfully, uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out. But James, uh, the reason I'm bringing up those options is because we have the uh, we don't know how bad it is yet. And uh, Jack will get your opinions on this once James has said his piece on it as well. But um, we've already got Ollie Hawkins injured. The transfer window is now closed. It looks like we don't know how long for, of course, but it looks like we're going to be missing Tom Nichols for maybe a little while as well, which is another big concern. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is a concern. Um, and, yeah, I suppose now when when you're looking at it, with with obviously Macaulay Bond and, and Ashton Yadison being being the only two fit forwards, what route do you go down? Because do you want to do you want to dip into the low market for another one? I don't know. Um, because then we don't know how long Tom is out for. Um, we don't know how far Ollie's Ollie Hawkins is away. So you have to be careful that you only add really if it really is an emergency, in my opinion. Um, I don't think necessarily it's down to the forwards. I think it's down to the system. Um, Personally, I think we've got to try and find a system and, and a way of playing to suit the players that we've got. Those players are not bad players and haven't turned bad players overnight. We've all said that the recruitment has been a 9 out of 10 recruitment window. Um, We said it in January, 9 out of 10. We've said it in the summer, 9 out of 10. So those players are not bad players. So now, I think for me, we've now probably got to be looking at the 
the formation, the style of play. Um, how can we get the best out of these players that we've got at our disposal? We've got an incredible amount of talent at our disposal. Now, how can we get the best out of them? Um, and that's for Harris and the coaching staff to to pick apart and evaluate themselves. Because yes, the the the, the players need criticism. Of course, they do. They looked passive today. They didn't really look like they were bothered. I'm not stating that they they weren't, because of course they are. They care. Of course they care. Um, but I think Harris and the coaching staff also probably need to sit down as a as a group and evaluate the last two performances and go right. Okay, maybe change the system. Maybe let's change the style of play. Maybe go a bit more direct. Maybe more more maybe even more possession based. Keep the ball a little bit more. Um, I, I think we we need to go that route before we start just easily dipping in, dipping in and signing more players because I think that's maybe sometimes the easy route out is that you just look at a market and go, yeah, we'll have you, we'll have you. And how many more players do you need to sign unless it's an emergency? We've got more than good enough players here to get a chance. Hey, Jack, I think um, it'd be interesting now, wouldn't it, to see if Nichols is out for a little period of time. I don't know how long for, but whether that, because Nichols, you know, regardless of what pairing we've had up front with, like that, Nichols has generally been the mainstay of it since since January. So it will be interesting to see if he's not available, whether Harris almost is forced into a change of system, perhaps, if he doesn't think Macaulay Bond's fit enough to start, that would only leave... Ashley Addison, so you'd probably think he'd go with one up front and leave McCauley on the bench so not to risk blowing both of them out and having no options on the bench. That might even, if Nichols is unavailable, force his hand in terms of a change of dynamic and system. Yeah, potentially, mate. I mean, do we do we know what the issue is? Like, It didn't seem, it seemed quite innocuous to be honest. Like, is, is there any outline at the moment as to how long he's going to be out for or what it's... What it, uh, Harris what has it, done, he's done an interview, but it's only a two-minute one and he didn't mention it. So I imagine it would have to wait until the full wire follow one comes out because I'm sure someone would have asked him on there. Well, let, let's hope he's a knock, mate. But yeah, well, well you know, we've, we've only got two fit strikers, haven't we, to be fair. But, you know, if, if you look at it, they are a good set of strikers. They're the best set of strikers for a long time for the club. Like, we, we, we need to... Uh, we, we, I feel like with the like I agree with James to be honest with the attacking intent we've got at the club, we need to be a, we need to be on the front foot a little bit more really like the, the midfield just gets bypassed to be honest with this with the team like you know it just just pumped from defence up to up front and and we're we're picking off scraps really and I think we're a better team than that but you know it, it's going to be difficult if we have just two fit strikers, Sito and. and you know, Gabo, you know, they're probably not quite up to it yet, maybe. We don't quite know, but it's, um, yeah, well, let, let's wait and see with Nichols, to be honest. Like, he might not be out for a long time, let's see. But it, it looked pretty innocuous today, so I'm hopeful, but let's wait and see. Yeah, just before we before we head off, because obviously I think um, you boys will want to get back home as soon as possible. And, um, yeah, it's not been the most exciting or, or galvanising uh, episode tonight but um, yeah, on, on the basis of what, what you've seen today uh, James and then we'll put it to Jack as well what is what would you say the one thing you're most hoping to see in uh, in terms of what we're going to get next week when we take on Hartlepool or Harrogate approved what's, what's the one thing you want to see that you don't think you've potentially seen in the last couple of games other than a goal 
Well, <laughs> I, I just think I just think with the next the next two home games, we're the home side. We've just got to, we've got to take the we've got to take the game to both Harrogate and Morecambe coming up. Um, we've just got to start on the front foot. We've got to be we've got to be aggressive in our play. Um, we've got to win first balls, second balls. Um, we've got to play balls in behind. We've just we just have to play with an with an aggression about us, um, and, and 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 get the get the home side behind the team because I've not I've not seen that in the past couple of weeks. I've seen I've seen a side that it seems like we've we've lost confidence since that second half against Colchester. Um, we we're, we're now starting to we're now playing within ourselves a little bit, um, and I'd like to see this. I'd like to see our, 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 this attacking talent come to come to the front, come to the fore, come to the front of of the party because we've got so much of it. And I just want us to, yeah, I just want us to, to go at both Harrogate and Morecambe in in these next couple of games. And and look, if we pick up six points out of the next possible six, then then I guess everything's all rosy again. But yeah, I would just like us to play on play on the front foot a little bit in the next in the next couple of games and and, and take the game. Take the game to these to uh, to, to Harrogate and Morecambe coming up. Yeah, Jack, same to you. Yeah, mate, it's, it's broadly the same, really. To be honest, just to not to be so passive. I, I think that's the main thing, really. We've we've played this way since Harris has been here, and I get it with the teams he's had previously. But I think at the moment we've we've got a good squad just to get on the front foot a little, a little bit more than we're doing right now, really. That, that's the main thing, just to, to, like, as James says, you know, get on top of teams, take it to them. We've, 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 we've done, we did it against Accrington, you know, it was very good. We've, we've, we did it broadly against Stockport. I, I think for me, it's just, just, you know, showing the attacking intent that we actually have and not being so passive and, and, and you know, I, I get the first goal mentality, I get the clean sheet mentality, I'm not against it. But for me, it, it's it's working out a way of winning games when we go behind and and scoring more than one goal. You know, you know that that for me is the main thing. It's it's showing more of an attacking intent that we're doing right right now. That's the, that's the main thing for me, mate. I, I think we're 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 in danger of of not doing so well this season if if we if we play within ourselves. I think it's probably the main thing to say. Yeah, we'll certainly be hoping for a reaction uh, next week. If anyone, uh, if anyone cares, we do have a game on Tuesday in the Pepperoni Passion Cup. If anyone wants to go to that, um, the Veronium is not open for that. Though against uh, Leighton Orient, I think it is um, not something I'm particularly interested in, and we won't be doing it. Uh, we won't be doing a review podcast on that game, unfortunately, for anyone who was looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, we've had loads and loads of comments uh, coming tonight, but we're going to leave them for Matt, so he has some. Uh, content for his breakfast show he's going to go through all of your comments and questions and uh answer all those for you so you can look forward to that um but yeah um jack james thank you very much for coming on uh james of course you'll be back hosting on thursday for the uh review for the harrogate game uh, how long have you got left of your journey at this moment in time what about an hour and a half maybe no 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 we're uh we're nearly back we're, we're, yeah. we're nearly, literally about about 10 minutes from home 10 15 minutes it's not too bad that's not too bad at all, really, actually, is it? But well, there you go. Um, but yeah, we'll catch up with uh, catch up with you on Thursday. Uh, Jack as well was requested to come back on, but we're both finished. So, um, 
yeah, thanks everyone for, for tuning in. Hopefully the next one will be a bit more cheerful, but we can't promise things like that. Um, but yeah, uh, until next time, up the jewels. Good night.